welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Lady Alba and Lord Knight. The subject we're talking about today is not our tradition. Okay. This came about because Jay Woodwork <clears throat> from uh, Cauldron Brew asked us one time about he was trying to get us to compare our tradition with someone else's tradition. Mm. And we basically said, no, we don't do that because it's not our tradition. Mm. And then I had to proceed to explain to him why this was such an important thing in the traditional community. (laughs) I will. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I can't remember if it was. Was it Ray Buckland's wife or it might have been Janet Farrar? It was it was one of the right, the pivotal 60s, 70s. Right. Yeah. um, Priestesses who came out of one of the really well-known traditions and. There's this interview and it's it's online. I'm sure you can find it with a little bit of digging. There's this amazing interview that she did. And the premise of the entire interview was just that she was asked, you know, what do you think about modern craft? And she goes, well, it's not my craft, but (laughs) that's fine. And she must have repeated that. I don't know how many times. And I and I know that the interviewer was clearly trying to yeah. poke at her. They were trying to get her to say something disparaging or negative. They, they wanted that hot take. Absolutely. And she just kept going, yeah, it's not the same. It's not what I do. It's not what I believe. It's not. But, you know, it's not my craft. Right. So <laughs> we see this a lot. Oh, man. I mean, because in, in, in our area, I don't know if a lot of people don't realize this. We interact with a lot of other temples and covens. and Yeah. And you, there's there's different reasons for this, right? Some of it is because over the years, there have been cross. It's It's almost like. This sounds terrible, right? It's sort of, it's it's, sort of like cross-contamination. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's cross-relations. It's almost like what you see with sovereignty and with, you know, royal families. It's alliances. Right. So we have, basically, you can have a person who shares multiple lineages right. with different groups in the area. And that's a fairly normal practice. It's how we strengthen bonds. It's how we make friends. It's how we, yeah, we we keep the ties. But. But. Oh, the number of times that we will say, yeah, I don't know what that was. Or I saw them do this. Or I, you know, was part of a ritual and, and, and. Our elders will continually, it's not our tradition. Not our tradition. They do it differently. I remember the first time I saw a particular ritual. I was, (laughs) their way of casting circle was so phenomenally different. I was like a deer in headlights. (laughs) And I mean, I was, I, I think I was a second degree. And I was just like, what is happening? And there was like a choreography 
to to the way they did thing and i had no idea what i was doing because i was just like okay all right you I'm know what stand here in this spot yeah i am this a lo- stranger in a strange land <laughs> i am literally just going to stand here and it's funny because again as i've gotten older and i've experienced more of these i've noticed something really fascinating the elders are usually seated Right. (laughs) Right. Because they're, yeah, it's difficult for them to stand for long periods of time. Right. They may have an ailment, whatever it is, or maybe it's just a courtesy. We're just going to get them a chair. But what I have noticed is from their seated positions, they are in a much better spot to literally just observe. Uh huh. Make note of any differences, kind of file it away in the bank. Right. But they don't feel the same pressure. Right. To know what's going on or to participate because they're just like, I'm, I'm here. I'm yeah, doing my thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, there's um, something interesting. I, I'll make a note on this. I'm going to ask a question about that later. Right. Exactly. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is sometimes the people from that other tradition are willing to discuss it. And sometimes they're not. And there's not much of anything you can say to argue that. Well, let's admit, as soon as they come out and go, well, it's a mystery, yet you know that's going to end the conversation right then. Right, but you would think <laughs> that once you're at a certain point, right, that if you've got five third degrees in a room from various traditions, we'd be more willing to share or to discuss said mysteries. Not always. Not always. Sometimes we shut it down and just go, that's, yeah, it's just yeah, because, the way our Because works. there are traditions that are brought up that are inside just certain traditions mm-hmm. and nowhere else. Mm-hmm. And please understand that a tradition and a pantheon are not the same thing. <laughs> or, a myth, you know, right? Like, so you can have... 10 different groups that say we are Celtic. We practice Celtic witchcraft. Okay, great. And we are all traditionalists and we come from a traditional background. Okay, great. But everybody does something. Each group is totally different. Totally different. Yeah. But yet there's a commonality, but it's, again, it's not like Christians. It's not like the Methodists and the Baptists. And, you know, you go... You, you can fly halfway around the country and go to a different Methodist church. And it will be just like your Methodist mostly. church. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. There may be a few exceptions, but most things are very predictable. That's now, not... Again, it's like if you've been in one Catholic church, you've been in a lot of them. Mostly, To a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. And I don't mean that bad about Catholics. Mm-hmm. I'm just meaning that. The... Yes. It's very, very regimented. You know, I, I've, I've never gone to a different a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. church and it be something different yeah exactly but but we're not like that part of what makes a tradition a tradition is those individual components, components that are passed down from the founders and from the elders who have done studies in particular areas that they found to be vital and then incorporated that into their craft and that's the standard that they set, but it, it's not always the same. So this this gets really confusing for people. I've even had it happen where I, I in younger years, having people call, like literally question a practice of ours or question and go, well, why do you do it that way? And sometimes I had an answer and sometimes I would go, 
I'll get back to you on that. I need to I need to ask some questions because I don't know. Right. I genuinely don't know why, but but let me see if I can find out. And sometimes it was above my pay grade and sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> and that and now we sometimes wish it was below our <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Because yeah, now it's you know, there's almost an expectation at a certain point to know everything about the tradition and that's almost impossible because it evolves and it changes. But I think the big thing is to not be judgmental, right? right. Of those differences. I, I I was um we were together not that long ago and Selena Fox was the speaker. Right. And um she's very well known. Yeah. I this is me personally. I do not consider my craft and her craft to be the same no as a matter of fact i don't even know that she practices craft i i feel like selena fox is more of a pagan spiritualist yeah spiritualist you know yeah like it's a little different it's a little different and i'm not trying to take anything away from her by any means okay I, I, again this is where this works not our tradition yes not our tradition and but i did i remember remarking that because my gosh there were how many covens oh there being represented at least 20 probably uh, something like it that. was a lot it was a lot and then not to mention the solitaries and you know i remember saying to you what a safe choice for a speaker Yes. What a great choice because she's very neutral regarding all of the traditional differences and the non-traditional differences. She's someone who's been around long enough that she was able to talk about history. She was able to talk about events. She was able to talk about pagans in the last, let's say, 40 years. Right. But without singling out or ostracizing anybody anybody she was such a delightfully safe Person. way to go yes yeah very political politically correct for pagans which is a funny thing to say <laughs> uh yeah and i just remember thinking huh okay so everybody was able to walk away with something but i'm well aware that had someone like you or i been the keynote that would not have been the case. No, no, no. no, there would be a lot of people scratching their heads going, I don't know what they're talking no, about. No. Yeah. That's not my tradition there. And there it is. There yeah. it is. And so, yeah, we, we, we have to constantly, I think, be aware of that. There are, however, and I don't know if you've ever discussed this or not. There is a way in which traditional meets traditional and confirms traditional yes there is yeah so it's not like we're always just taking people's word for it no there is a bit of a protocol and there is a way there, in which for the lack of better words there is a call and a counter call sign yeah yeah it's a passcode yeah and the expectation is yes a traditional ist a traditional group someone who was initiated properly would know this um, and that's one of the ways that we can kind of tell or very, or literally referral. 
Right. Right. If if a, if another priestess that we know really well and it, she says, hey, this group over well, here. L- l- listen, man, yeah. if Lady Maya called us up yeah. going, hey, I want you to work with them. Okay. okay. Right. Absolutely. And it, it can sometimes be that easy. But all that really happens under those situations is we are extending our mutual respect. We are extending admiration. We are extending the shared camaraderie. But we are always well aware that there's going to be a lot of things that are not the same. Well, I mean, and again, when we when this stuff happens, we automatically know, hey, this person's going to be showing up, coming mm-hmm. to our ritual. They're 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 of Ravenwood. They're yeah. going to have questions. Yeah, and and for that matter, so might we. Oh God, yes. Yeah, because I I know there's some things that they do that are completely mm-hmm. different from what we do. Absolutely. But now, at the end of the day, the ritual space and energy always winds up still being the same. I believe so. Um, I've never felt uncomfortable in. But, well, but I think, again, that's that's interesting. But I think that's because we've been around the block so long. I do remember very vividly the first circle that I was in that was not Life Temple. Right. Oh, my Lord. I was <laughs> nervous. I, I really was. I was very, very nervous. And I remember and I think it was because I was too wrapped up right. in the differences or in analyzing them or trying to remember them. And Lord Raceland was like, would you relax? Just chill. Yeah. He was like, this is the fun part. Stop it. We don't have to do nothing but stand here. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> but, 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 but. And he was like, I'm going to get you some tequila if you don't calm down. <laughs> And, you know, but yeah, because I was so attentive to all those little things that were going on around me that were different than the way Life Temple did it. Now I'm just like, meh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They hold their atom that way. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Is is that the way they do it? Yeah. Okay. Can, how can they get their fingers to work like I, that? Yeah, I don't know. There's so many little, like, intricacies (laughs) of things like that. So anyway, yeah. So very, very common. And I don't know what, when we say it, when we, when we really just say, hey, not my tradition, right? What are, I guess, how do you? Well, I could say, well, I could see where somebody could possibly take it as an insult. Mm. Where it's just me going, no, there's too many, there's differences mm. here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're doing. It's just not the way I do it. It's just become an easy way to sort of shrug our shoulders. Yeah, right. we're not we're not writing anyone off and we're certainly not trying to be rude or disregard them. It literally is just us saying, yeah, they're okay. a little different. They're a little different. Yeah. This is not what I believe in, but. And maybe it is the same belief. Like maybe. there's what's ironic. Some of it is the beliefs are identical, cool. but the method. mechanics. The yeah, mechanic or the method of it is, is different. different. And you go, all right, fine. We both, we went two different routes oh, on the map. map. We got no, to the same damn place. That's fine. Life goes on. Yeah. So again, yep. not our tradition. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. And, and honestly, for a lot of us, that's what it is. The destination is the same. So we don't really care, you know, what boat <laughs> you took to get well, there. See, now, the way Lord Men sort of explained this to me, the way it came on, was is back in the day, mm. way back, there used to be this infighting. Mm, in between yeah. covens oh, sure. on which way was the right way. Well, because I think also back then it was, <laughs> there was an opportunity for supremacy. Yes. You had, 
you had the Ferrars, you had the Frosts, you had Buckland, you had Aleister Crowley, right? These people were all happening at the same time. You had Sybil Leak. They were all relevant at the same time. So, yes, everybody was sort of fighting to get the right way out first. First. And now we're in the era of fuck right way. Here's all the ways. Here's all the ways. And ironically, it's it's still just as confusing as it was then. Then it was who's right and who's wrong. Now it's just holy crap. There's so much to choose from. How do I narrow this down? And you're right. You know, which, which ways were the oldest way? Which ways weren't the yeah. oldest ways? Yeah. And I think that uh, just, the biggest thing, and it was always my takeaway, was that Temple was always very, very, very free in saying, we are not teaching you the way. We're teaching you a, a way. way. Yeah. This is not the Mandalorian. We are... <laughs> right? <laughs> There is there is no prize baby Yoda at the end. You don't get a Grogu. Yeah, it's not the way. We are teaching you a way. And then depending on how you advance and what happens along your journey, you might take that way and modify it to another way. And so be it. And so be it. And mm-hmm. then begins yet a new tradition yep. along this branch. Yep. yep. And that's why there's so many damn traditions and that's all right and you do get into a lot of the the there there is still now i think the there's a little bit of that you know well well who founded it and who are they and what were they known for and that's just it not every tradition has that um for as many people as were out in front you know fighting the good fight of getting pagans their rights and being political there were just as many who went I don't want to go lobby but, on Capitol right, Hill. Just I as, just want to have a little group in my backyard and and do what I and do yeah. what we do. And that was and so there's many many elders that never made the history books that never you know they didn't leave an indelible mark in the same way except with the people that they passed their knowledge down to. But let's well, I mean, as far as what you're talking about, let's take a prime example. Our elder mm-hmm. and founder, Lord Men. Mm-hmm. And somebody came up online. It's like, I, I've tried to look him up. I can't find nothing except yeah. was on your website. That's not surprising. That's not surprising. Oh, no, not at all. You know how many elders I know that are that yeah, exact same way? Absolutely. And then the other thing is, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, how many elders share the same spiritual name? How do you know who you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Lady Minerva is times 20. So, uh... Now, but again, it's ironic because regionally you will mention a particular elder's name and others will go, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know I know of that person or I met them once or I know, you what? know, some of their spiritual children. But yes, I mean, outside of that, no, you no. might not I mean, there's ever a, hear a person's name. I mean, I know there's like for us and the communities we run around. Yes, there's certain places I can go to South Carolina sort and mention in certain names. People go, oh, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then in other places, mm, not so much, not so much. So just, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. I mean, traditions are, are wide and varied and they're all valid, but there's plenty of times that you will find yourself just saying, eh, that's not my tradition. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And it's all right. Yeah. It's kind of like choosing coffee. 
Mm, not my roast. Coffee? Mm. You said coffee? I know. Oh. All right, I'll pour you another cup. Thank you. <laughs> so, I think I'm in a really strange position in craft in that I am a priestess who was largely trained by men. Yes. And... Which does place you into a small disadvantage. Mm, yeah, maybe. You, you, you tend to act more like a priest than a priestess sometimes. Yeah, fair. But what I think is interesting is that <laughs> because I came into Temple with already a good bit of respect, right, for mm-hmm. men, and then I understood paganism as both god and goddess. Right. And even though, sure, I guess like a lot of people, I put goddess a bit above him, I learned to balance that out. But there are still so, so many forms of paganism that put men in the corner. Yes. We in classes have talked about this a lot over the years, how there's many female dominant groups who literally the horn god is is like an afterthought in the corner. Right. And men are not as relevant in their practices. It's so goddess-centric. We don't do that. No. I have taken a little bit of heat in some ways as a priestess for effectively standing up for priests and the male form and their contribution. I just, I think it's interesting that that is going on. I mean, I understand, you know, the patriarchy is part of the problem. Right. Christianity being male-centered is part of the problem. but. What the hell is it like for a dude who's practicing and who's part of this community? Like, what is that doing to our men? Well, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying this to be mean or anything, but since, like, you've came onto the podcast compared to me and Lord Oswin, mm. numbers have already upticked. <laughs> and I, and, I, and, I, and there's part of me that's mm. sitting back. Is it because you're hearing the same thing, but now mm. from a priestess mm. instead of a priest? <laughs> Is there is there a bias in our community right. to where in the world, especially on like podcasts and stuff like this, right. just like in the other one, you're going to listen to a priest before you hmm. do a nun. Hmm. Are we having the same problem here? Interesting. Because of our culture. Yeah. Are we biased towards men? Wow. I find that's fascinating because I don't understand how a covenstead works if you don't have both. Thank you. At all. At all. It is the literal, I mean, it's the foundation of life, people. You know, that's how I always go back to this. I'm like, it's, you know. It's nature. Yeah. It's the male and the female coming together, and it is the fruit of their labors and loins. And that <laughs> is, you know, yeah. I mean, come on. We we have a part of, there is a part of our ritual. Yes. The great right. Yeah, sure. That, that's all this is about. Well, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, hey. sure, when you when you boil it all down, I mean, that's it. It's every story is the union of. Right. Every story is either about the union of the god and goddess, the separation of the god and goddess, the fight to get back, back to, to one, one another. another. <laughs> yeah. And all of the different dynamics that exist between them. Very rarely is it just one or the other? Now, sure, throughout history, 
there have been like the Greeks. I understand Zeus was put on a pedestal. I get that. The Vikings, Odin was put on a pedestal. But but is that just our perception of things modern? Like, is that just how it was taught to us? Because I don't think so. And I'd say, I don't think it is as focused as just Odin. That's what I mean. You, right. Freya is. It's Freya is. Oh, my God. Is she, a phenomenal goddess. She's a force. But Odin would not be without her. And, you know, Zeus, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, he was this as a figure, right? He was the culmination. He was all the gods in one. one. His reason, the all father. Yeah. Well, no, that's Odin. Yeah. But yeah. same. But but again, they're so closely yeah. tied. Yeah. I just cannot understand where it's almost, you know, like we have to be cautious of what is feminist craft. Maybe that's a way of looking at it. Maybe it's, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with the extreme feminist people in craft in their covens. Mm. It's just, it would be a crying shame if it was everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I do. And that's, I think what I'm concerned about is that there are absolutely traditions that are being formed and created based on this. Yeah. And I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing. either. I don't like that one bit. I, I mean, I'm not like calling anybody out, but yes, when we go to these gathers and stuff as a pre, as a priest talking to some of these priestesses, there's a little bit of talking down to mm-hmm. or a little less right. respect compared to what they do for you. Yeah. And that's, that's and I, very... not that I have a problem with this or anything, but again, there's, there's, you see it. No, I've, I know I have gone so far that at a lot of public events now, I wear the symbol. I, we, I will wear a very overtly male symbol. At these events. Right. But short of having a penis dangling from my neck. Right. I'm making it extremely clear that that is a image I want to display. And I want people to understand that connection. And it may seem a little odd to some people. Like, why is she wearing the horn god? Why not? Why not? Well, again, Lady Keegan was taking some classes. Mm. And... um she was listening to this woman. This woman kept on going on for her 15, 20 minutes mm. on how all women need to go out and find their spirituality before all us guys go out there and get it. What? Literally was sort of like the sentiment of what she was saying. Yeesh. Like the, like spirituality was some commodity on a shelf that we were going to run out of because all the guys took it. Oh, oh, okay. That's really bizarre. Well, I mean, similarly, at many pagan shops and, you know, bookstores and places where they hold classes or events, you know, I've been in rooms where, yeah, if there's one or two men, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's it's primarily all women. Now, I don't know if that's an interest or desire thing, but I do kind of go, are we not making this as inviting an environment for men. We also have seen in recent years, right? There's a huge resurgence 
of the Viking. Right. You know, and the Norse tradition. And most men are gravitating to it. Every guy I meet lately <laughs> who is pagan. Like I had a I had a cashier at the grocery store just two days ago say, Can I see the tattoos on your hands? Then I held them out and he goes, Oh man, I was hoping they were runes. And I'm looking Whoa. at this 17 year old kid like, what the hell do you know about runes, boy? <laughs> because yeah, they're finding and there there's a there's a reclaiming happening for men of their own spiritual origin. But I'm very concerned that this is a like a big tipping point because the more the Norse tradition takes hold. We're going to start seeing what could potentially be all male groups. groups. Yeah. And well, we, we already have those with the radical fairies or we're supposed to be an all uh, men group. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But it's, I just, I and don't I know. Do, and I do realize that some of these more Dianic groups mm-hmm. are now starting. Some of them, not all of them are starting mm-hmm. to allow transgender women mm-hmm. in their groups. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dianics are usually the ones who are like, you know, put the penis in the corner. Um, and not all of them. I'm sure there's a, not all of them, there's but, a few Dianics out there that still yeah. want to go that far. But. Yeah. But, but, but I just don't see men leaning into craft anymore. I see them almost exclusively going to Norse. to Norse. And I and I'm concerned about that for a number of reasons. One, because Norse when you start getting into the history, right, it's so aggressive. Yes. And I get it. Like I get the allure of the testosterone and the but there's no balance in that. Well, I, again, we're 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 talking about a warrior. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is that? Lifestyle? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But there's but there's no balance. No. And then you have all of these negative associations with white supremacy and, you know, not neo-Nazis. One of the things I loved was at one of the recent gathers we went to, someone was passing out stickers that literally said, Odin doesn't hate anyone. And it was, and because they're trying to spread that message that just because you're following the Norse path does not automatically no. Make you, yeah. I mean, because these a things, bigot. again, these things, the white supremacy and the Nazis, that came later. Yeah. And I mean, you've got things like Asatru, which is yeah. largely misunderstood and, and misconstrued. But again, these are very, very intensely male traditions. And I'm like, we made that. Yes. Congratulations, everybody. You know, we we kind of, I fear, you know downgraded men enough in our faith that now they're like, well, we have, to, we have to do our own thing right. to find a home in this. That's and, it, and it seems sad. Frustrating. I mean, but I have to ask now, will this also be a good counterbalance to mm. the Dianics? I don't know. I, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure because I think there's a difference between the way a lot of people right they form relationships with deity and often of the same gender. So they tend to overlook 
the other side. I don't think it's deliberate. It's just what happens. So if you've got someone who, you know, has has sort of entrenched themselves in Aphrodite, they're, they might forget about Pan. And you go, well, okay, they're not completely unaware that he exists. They're just focusing on their relationship with, with that one deity. But that's, those are usually solitaries. No. So my question is, is could there be hope here that this balance in our religion is actually coming more into fruition? Maybe. Some of the older traditionalists are starting to realize, okay, ignoring the God altogether is not as fun as we thought it was. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, again, I think it still takes a, a certain level of open-mindedness. Yes. I also think it is where we open up a bigger discussion about gender in the sense that a well-trained witch, regardless of their gender, can uphold the role and the duties of the opposite gender Yes, within the church, if need be. It's not ideal, no. but they can do it. And I do think that the gay community is largely what has broken down a lot of those stereotypes and, and has opened people's minds to this. Okay. But there's still like some, yeah, there's still some, some tension going on. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I just don't like it. I feel like we have an obligation to look at what is imbalance, what is cyclical and what nature demands. Right. And I just can't understand a practice on either side that's skewed one way or the other. It doesn't make much sense to me, but it could be the fact of the tradition we were raised in. Perhaps. I mean, I do. I know Lord Min was in a lot of ways ahead of his time. But he's not alone in that. No. I mean, we're not the only temple that does it this way. There no. are others. No, but we, but for sure, we have always been a male-heavy mm -hmm. group. And I do think that's because we are equally dividing that attention. And men are able to look at our classes and our lecture series and feel like they have a purpose. And I, I, I can get something out of this. There, there is something for me to do here. That's it. It's the something for me to do. I'm needed here. I can participate and I can be valued and I can do some versus. Yeah. Just stand there and hold that staff. Right. Uh, come on. Well, uh, there's a difference there. Uh, what is it that I've heard said? Uh, men are subject oriented where women are. It's the difference in the way men and women think. Mm. Men will take a picture of a cup. Women will take a picture of them holding a cup. Mm. But the subject of both pictures is the cup. The cup. Hmm. Interesting. And that this demonstrates the difference between the two mindsets of the two genders. Mm. Because again, men in temple, we want to do stuff. Mm -hmm. We want to build the bonfire. Mm -hmm. We want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very tactile. Yeah. And it's very logical. And for women, it's more thought process and it's more, a little bit more subjective, I think, sometimes. But see, this is what I think lends to y'all's ability. 
mm. in ritual so much to make you can make a disjoke commercial sound spiritual. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not I, blowing I smoke up yet. There, there's just something I see priestesses do. Mm. Y- y'all can make reading the phone book sound like a, mm. which I don't think our skies have like that. I think some do. Some might. I, I really believe that some do. I mean, I have met so many incredibly poetic, intelligent, emotional men in the pagan community that yeah i i do think that is possible but for whatever reason everybody still leans to the priestess and it it's a little it's a little frustrating it It never escapes me that the older male figures they're not ignored but they're not as engaged is the older women. Yes, but me being a being a priest sitting at a table eating with a bunch of other priestesses, mm. I normally wind up keeping my mouth shut. I know you do. Because I know. We know because mm-hmm. exactly if I open up my mouth, we know exactly what's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, again, I think that's part of where those walls need to be broken down a bit. I think men should feel that they can freely express their ideas inside of craft and not go going to get attacked yeah well you know i'm just going to be ignored anyway so what's the point yeah you know or you do tell your opinion you get that look but it's just some guy yeah whatever yeah it's just a price exactly (laughs) it's um it's yeah it's strange so anyway again just more things to chew on (sighs) <sighs> we'll we'll spit and swallow later. I, guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need coffee first. Okay, more coffee. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.